Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. What is up, everybody? Post-game podcast following the Texas Tech TCU game. We are as the kids say, lit or hyped. <laughs> I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. This is about as instant as it gets. It is 10.18 p.m. I'm not even sure when the game ended, but it was maybe 10 minutes ago. This is about as close as, it, as we got when we did the Oklahoma Sooner basketball game back in the spring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was still riding high on bourbon. I, di- I didn't have bourbon that tonight, though. I went with uh, Dogfish Head. 120 minute IPA. I, I found it. It's like the Holy Grail. It was 10 bucks a bottle at Specs, and so I slowly sipped it in the second half. <laughs> All right, let's 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 get to this game. You you win. Your Texas Tech Red Raiders take down the Horn Frogs 17 to 14 in a defensive battle in Fort Worth. You held TCU to two touchdowns. Unfortunately your streak of shutting out Big 12 offenses in the second half came to an end. But it wasn't the fourth quarter. It was only one touchdown. So of six quarters against Big 12 competition, you've given up one offensive touchdown. Your defense managed the big plays. Yep. held, Held TCU in check for a good part of the game. Put a lot of pressure on Robinson, too. Especially there at the end. The whole game. Yep. All right, so I, as promised to to our, our our fans, our listeners, I have to read some of these instant reaction tweets that are coming at us as they come in. Of course, we have to go to Adams first because yep. he was the first one in. Does Bama want us? Damn Ooh. right they do. Do you, do you think do you think they want us though? No, they're they're shaking it in yeah. their boots because of our I think defense. I think that's the framing of that question is maybe maybe they're they're questioning whether they would even want to tangle. <laughs> so <laughs> with the guys from Lubbock, let's look at these at, at these these numbers. Right, you gave up 290 passing yards to Sean Robinson, not like stellar, but dude completed 26 of 45. That's barely above 50 percent passing. Yep, for six yards an attempt. That's nothing, yeah. man. Well, and I wonder what it would have been if that last Hail Mary wasn't even looking on third oh, down. Oh, that was so if that dumb. wouldn't have been completed, I wonder how much less that would have been. Because I think that was a 30-yard gain almost. It felt like it anyway because it just felt like a like a gut punch. Like our defense has, you know, just when you think they've, they've got it won, this one crazy play happens. I'm not faulting the defense, really. Uh on that play. And, and then you think, man, they, they had him to third down, they had him to third and long. And then now they've got to do it again. And, and they came through in a big, 
big way on that last uh, offensive play for TCU. Yeah. Uh, your, your defense wins you a game, or at least helps you close it out. Um, that last play, as you were saying, yeah, Robinson yeah, ran our, for maybe 100 yards, and I don't know if it was an interception or a fumble. I don't care how it was, how it's tallied on the stat line. Texas Tech ended up with the ball in their hands to close it out. I mean, they, they were – TDC was kind of starting to drive down the field. They, they just hit that big play. Uh, and then the defense came after Robinson. He did not know what to do. Well, I was – and, you know, kind of to echo back to how I felt after that big uh, third down play just before that, I thought, man, this is going to – there's some he's somehow going to squeeze past all these guys because there were several times – they should was, have gotten him. He had three, hands on him. Three yeah, almost three sacks. times, and they they blew right by Robinson. And I kept I kept preparing myself, thinking they're going to get this first down, and they're going to have to, you know, stop him again. Uh, but they but, didn't. No, they didn't. They held. They they played very well. They played great all game. They had two plays, maybe three, that were not great. Uh, the rest of them, I I just. I, I thought they played really well. I I don't want to also diminish what they what they did uh, because Robinson is prone to turning the ball over. He's prone to making some poor decisions. Okay, um, let's. But let's, they were able to capitalize on it. Before we get to the next tweet from Jazz, how many like this series, especially with Sean Robinson and quarterback, how freaking many turnovers is TC going to get back? How many fumbles are they going to get back? How many near near interceptions are going to fall? Like, dude, it felt like like last year where we had, we forced seven turnovers, seven fumbles, and you recovered one. Yeah. You did the same thing again. That first quarter, you forced three turnovers. Yeah, you only collected one of them. You well, had they a had fumble. That lateral. Yeah, you, you had that. that. They should have gotten. Yeah, they very nearly. They should have gotten that one. That that fumble when, when I was texting you that Darius Anderson that was touching a TCU player who's also had his hand out of bounds. Yeah, come that somehow on. goes back to When does the transitive property end? I mean, if you're touching the grass, that grass also grows out of bounds. Well, here's the thing. If if a, planted out of bounds, when does that stop? If 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 there's a if there's a line of TCU players that, you know, at the end of it are in touch with the out of bounds line and touch the other guy, is the ball out of bounds? <laughs> like where does I, it I stop? I don't know. It's probably a one of those case by case basis things. So you're you started Jet Duffy at quarterback. McLean Carter came in there for one series starting the third quarter. You were like, yep. okay, we're we're going to change things up a little bit. Um, he lasted one one series and looked like he his ankle wasn't quite ready. And then Jet Duffy kind of figured things out at least enough. I mean, you scored both your your touchdowns in the second half. One in the third quarter, one in the fourth quarter. Um, the well, last the one was, was a touchdown. huge. My goodness. <laughs> you needed it. But let, let's get to Jazz's tweet real quick. How historically unconventional was this win? Unbelievable. that the, like Quite. Even the broadcast guys are like, well, this isn't the Texas Tech offense we're used to seeing. What's happening? Scratching my head. They're like, oh, my gosh, Kingsbury's able to – change and transform his offense to fit the town around him. Yeah. Unbelievable. 
she goes on to say Jet ended up figuring out how to pass it a bit, which he did the first half. I think part of the reason why he got pulled, I think he had 40 passing yards in the first half. But I feel we were 80-20 run pass. So I did the math. You ran 70 total plays. Well, you're actually quite a bit lower than your season average there. Mm-hmm. You ran the ball 43 times of your 70. So good mm-hmm. for 61%. You had a 61-39 run pass ratio. You I threw the ball. the math. It's correct. <laughs> you threw the ball 27 times. You're probably seeing that in a quarter most games. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Maybe a half. You had a whole game. I I will say, especially at the beginning of the game, it was, I think... I think that's a little bit skewed partially because of how Duffy was playing. Uh, There were some open guys that he wasn't hitting or wasn't getting the ball out fast enough, and then he would just tuck it and go. Uh, There were other times that he had the option to keep the ball. Like I remember when we first got in the red zone, we, I was there. I was on the team helping. (laughs) When Tech first got into the red zone, Duffy – kept the ball instead of handing it off. And I think that if he'd have handed it off, we might've scored on that play. And there were a couple other plays like that early on where he kept it. And then he, and then he started handing it off instead of keeping it, you know, reading the defense a little bit better and, you know, making some better decisions. But I think part of that skewed slightly because of uh, his, you know, the way he was looking and what he was seeing on the field but there, there of course were a lot of designed quarterback runs, uh, including that including the touchdown that, that that was a quarterback draw for all, the end. Yeah, yeah, it was all day he was running that because yep. your backup center, uh, which this is the, the final part of, of of Jazz's tweet, but your backup center gets out and leads the way, basically all the way to the end. He's like, "Who do I block? Who do I block? There's nobody here. Who do I block?" <laughs> right. Okay, so Jazz, the last part she says, also, how boned are we with that many key O-line injured? Um, it's unfortunate that you, you your offensive line was your strongest part of your offense, at least coming into the season. Uh, Paul Stawers doesn't even make the trip. Jacob Hines ends up starting in place of Akam Nanu, and then you lose Bruffy partway into the right. game. So you're down three offensive linemen from the center all the way over to the left tackle. Um, yeah, it's bad. But here's the good thing about playing on a Thursday night. You've got another 10 days until you play again. Like, you almost get 
two bye weeks out of playing on a Thursday. So you've got some time to kind of rest up a little bit. Hopefully those guys are able to come back. If not, they've got experience playing like, well, we're playing Kansas next time. Mm -hmm. So we can solidify that. Um, So I don't think we're boned yet. I I would agree with that. Uh, Tonight was really tough. Uh, Was it Bailey Smith? Why does it sound like somebody took your toy, man? No. (laughs) Well, okay. The reason it was tough to watch, just he had four penalties on his own. Yeah, Uh, so he he really did take the the Stay Wars role all by himself. (laughs) He doubled it. He had the uh, he, he had, had three, three like snap infractions, and then there was the one penalty where everyone moved but him. So <laughs> which, the whole team was expecting the, thing. the ball to snap except the center. So that's all that's f- not good either. Yeah, all four of those penalties were he was not like he and the quarterback or the offensive line were not on the same page. All right. four of those. Right, and hopefully, you know, another ten days or so of of practice and getting first team reps and stuff will have him ready for that. Or we don't even know what star Wars injury is. It could be something star Wars. I love it. What's his name? Star Wars. Stay Wars. Stay Wars. Although in our very first <laughs> Google hangouts, that kind of inspired the podcast. I think we called him star Wars. I'm like, we should just always call him that. You, you guys, y'all who have listened enough know that I really struggle pronouncing names. If, no. if anyone was ever in my head reading a book of fiction, <laughs> you would be embarrassed at probably how poorly I pronounce people's names in my head. Hey. Cause I just, I just go, oh, okay, that's, that's how I'm going to say it. That's perfect. Quick question then. What's up? The TC running back last name starts with an O. How do you oh say my it? Gosh. All right. Hang on. Let me look it up. So it's O L O N I L U A. Olana Lua is how Ooh, I would say Oh, you it. got it. Dang. Did I really? Yeah. Okay. See, is it Siwo? I probably would miss the first name, though. No, it's Shewo. Dang it. See? It's tricky. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even get, get it right when I get half of it right. Anyway, sorry. Derailed right. us. So, the win tonight, obviously, 14-17. You moved to 4-2 on this season. 2-1 and one in conference play. Puts you up there, uh, basically, with Oklahoma and... Texas? No, they're five. Two and, a, two and O on the road in conference play. What? And and not against Kansas. Not against Kansas. Not against Baylor. Not against Kansas State. You your road wins this season have been Oklahoma State and now Texas Christian. As we said before, of your three conference games so far this season, you've given up one second half touchdown, and that was tonight. On. Not broken coverage, but it was your your corner got beat. I mean, it was it was Turpin. He beat your corner and just made you look silly. But again, one touchdown in the second half of three games—that's phenomenal. You're going to win games if your defense only gives up one touchdown every three games. Yeah, in the second half. All right, Tyler Timmons. I'm so happy right now. I may have to get some candy corn. <laughs> Not really. That stuff is disgusting. Hashtag wreck them. <laughs> Way to go, Tyler. Tyler. Oh, come on. It's 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 better. It's better than disgusting. Nope. It's right there with trash. <laughs> All right. And let me get one from Guns Up Nation. Um, it's 
kind of part of a well i don't know if it, i found it, the other one i found the other one if you want me to read that yeah so i was like i don't know if it's part of a, a thread or if he's replying i don't think he's replying to us but no they just tagged a couple of folks in it he says uh said we fans get frustrated but that coaching staff deserves a steak dinner after a diss loss to wvu which i'm not sure i'm not, I'm not sure, sure what that means I'm sure that was a typo. Sorry, guys. And your second QB for putting together a good plan on offense and defense. Get on the train, folks. This team is special. I, I would. I'd be willing. Well, let's see. Let me. Let me backtrack. I was about to say I'd be willing to buy this this staff a steak dinner, but then I thought, man, what? How many people are on staff? Like 20, 25 people. Okay, but get this. So I somebody replied re- reply to that and says, just no sneaking out of steakhouse windows. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. Another good callback. No, they, they've really done well. Uh, Gibbs, you know, despite having some, their defense having some issues in the first quarter, as we've discussed, uh, that didn't really show up today. They They played really well. They adjusted a little bit. In the second half, I think Herb Street was pointing it out that they were kind of letting some, giving them a little bit more cushion mm-hmm. um, when they could because our special teams were pinning them deep, finally, and that was a sight to see. So well, it was about time the, because we, I think, I think it's, they said on the broadcast, Texas Tech started four offensive drives inside the ten, three oh, of them yeah. like inside the one. Yeah. I feel like it was more than that. I mean, I think that's probably just first half. If you had lost this game, that would have been key stat number one. Key stat number yeah. two would have been how many turnovers did you get? Now, you ended up plus, ooh, maybe not plus. You were you're plus one. So you forced two, you gave up one. Yep. But, okay, in that game that we just watched, does it feel like Texas Tech forced two turnovers? It feels like they forced more than that. They absolutely honestly. did. They they had like like I said, the first quarter you should have had three all all right then. And you had that ridiculous rule where you it overturned another one. A couple of other close ones. Now that, that Jet Duffy run, that could have been a backbreaker if they had ruled that a fumble because it went out of the back of the end zone, which means that would have been a that been a, a touchback touch for TCU. Yeah. So no touchdown and TCU gets the ball back. That would have been rough. But that's not what happened. Nope. Everything's good. Yeah, we're good. All right, Red Hounds. All is well. (laughs) He says, I've been critical. So have I. But KK and Gibbs had a team ready for a fist fight being shorthanded. Big time win on the road. Dude. Agree. Great comment. You were down a lot of key players. You lost uh, Vasher again. He came in for a little bit. Looked like he re-injured his knee. McLean Carter Gave it a go. He couldn't do it. So, like, okay, you knew that it was either Duffy or nobody because you're not rolling out quarterback number four on the road. Now, he was there and dressed, but. Yeah, all four of them were were there and dressed. Well, Bowman was not wearing pads. Everybody else was. Oh, okay. Well, and, that, I was going off. Everybody, everybody was wearing the, those rib protectors. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course, which they should be. Um. Okay, so there's another tweet in here somewhere. Oh, gosh. I've already lost it. 
Okay, well, I can read uh, Brian's. Brian's got like a four-part tweet to us. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It was the the initial guns up tweet. Um, he said, what would you have said about Texas Tech football if we told you in the summer that one, Cliff Kingsbury beats Mike Gundy and Gary Patterson, two, down five starters, five starters on offense, you win four games, three, have gone six and two on the road since 2017. That's an un- almost unbelievable stat. Um, gosh, it's just this, this win feels like it changes a lot, especially for this season when you're like, well, we've still got it like at least two, probably three win- winnable games on your, on your schedule. You feel like this was kind of, um, it was a close game that you really needed to win if you were going to make it, you know, a swing. Um, and you did it. I mean, it was fantastic. I know. And, and coming into this game, I predicted a win. I did too. I'm I'm still overjoyed that it actually happened uh, because watching it unfold, it it went kind of like, not to toot our own horns too much, but it kind of went like we thought. You were the one that first brought up that the there's no way that this was going to hit the, the you know definitely take the under on the points. Uh, we both thought it was going to be kind of an ugly game. I I put on our STP prediction post that there were going to be a lot of punts. Uh, it it didn't quite go like we thought, and so it made me nervous the whole way. But I'm still pleasantly surprised that we won, despite the fact that I, I thought we could, and I thought that we I want, should. I want everybody to go read that that Stake in the Plains preview, and I want you to scroll down, solid. scroll down to where where you see either Spencer or Mister Rogers's prediction. Because are, are you ready for this? I'm going to read yeah, it word I'm, for word. Go ahead and read it. Let me pull. I, I'm, I say I'm going to read it word for word. All right. So I picked straight up tech against the spread tech. I said, I think we'll see Duffy be effective enough to keep the offense moving and score enough points to get this win on the road. Check. He will definitely need to be protective of the ball and take advantage of TCU giving you the ball. Um, you you definitely forced some turnovers there. You weren't as protective as I would have liked you to have been. I feel confident this defense will continue to show its ability to slow down Big 12 offenses. I don't know if it'll be enough or if it'll be another second half shutout, but the offensive firepower for TCU may be contained enough to get the job done. Mic drop. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, I, I think you just about nailed it. It's exactly what happened. Now, um, I, now, if you go back and look at my season record, I think I'm like two and five. So Yeah, yeah. Let's, sh- not, let's not discuss the season record. <laughs> Because uh, you know, we'll we'll acknowledge when we're wrong too, but when we're right, it doesn't happen as much. So you'll probably hear that a little bit more. Uh, because my pick, I I said I was going to take TTU's third string quarterback over TCU's second stringer, which did not happen. Robinson ended up playing. Yeah, a little gamesmanship there from uh, Gary Patterson. Yeah, I respect that. And then uh, and nice then I try, said, GP. I said this could be a sloppy game with turnovers on both sides and more than your normal amount of punts. And I just checked; there were fourteen punts. Each Ooh. team had each team had seven. Okay, but like their punter blew it in the second half. I think he had he did. three straight shanks. Hashtag I don't know. Shank. I, he was just he was uh, like Dixon level punting in the first half, and then I don't know what happened. Uh, our punting team came out and did some great coverage. Uh, Penazzolo dropped a couple just right where they need to be. 
I, I, I think that just shook him. It had to. I'm not sure what happened because he had a the really short got one. to him. He got a short one out of the end zone, and I think he had. I'm guessing on what it was, like maybe a 15 yarder later in the game. Okay, it was that last punt. So, so he, went out of he kicked it, and then he was the first one there. Like the punter was the first <laughs> oh. one to the ball. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh, I did. I I like put that on replays. Like Samantha, watch this. Watch it. The punter is the first one to get to the punt because it's so short. That's uh, yeah. That's that's not ideal. All right, Red Raider fans at TTU fan page. Do we know how long Bowman is out? Um, I'd probably say not to worry about playing him against Kansas. So another week or another game week, uh, two, two and a half weeks into week, we'll probably see him again. I would say. Your thoughts, uh, maybe opinions. I, I would. I could see him playing some in Kansas, but. Maybe as like the the mop up guy, possibly. And and you hope you know you don't want to assume too much. They they put up a good fight against W uh, WVU. No one calls them that. West Virginia. West Virginia. Mount Western Mama. Western Virginia. Uh, they put up a good fight against them. So I don't want to assume anything. But if if the game was locked up in the fourth, I could see him trotting Bowman out there for a series. But I, I don't know. I. I think the earliest we'd really well, okay. realistically expect to see him would be in Ames. So here's a flip side to, to saying we'll play Bowman in, in garbage time. What happens if he gets hurt again? And you played him in yeah. a game where you were comfortably winning. You're like, well, that was dumb. That's true. That's very true. Uh, so let's let's yeah. shelf him another week. Yeah, I think so too. So, so the rest of his tweet says, very happy about the win and Duffy's second half, but that was still pretty rough. Yeah, I mean, I, when I said I was comfortable going into this game, I was imagining Duffy having a little bit better of a game. Now he's still, um, you know, he had 190 passing yards, 13 of 24. So barely over 50% passing uh, completion percentage, one touchdown, one interception, eight yards per, per attempt. He also led your team in rushing 16 carries for 83 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, one touchdown, man. You finished so you finished with 200 passing yards on 27 attempts, and then 151 rushing yards on 43 attempts. So, if you look at that, like the rushing yards, now you've got you know a couple of minus guys, guys that had minus averages. Um, you you averaged 3.5 yards per carry, but you stuck with it and you were effective. Like you were effective when it mattered there towards the end of the game. You yeah. to, to, to break off that big run. You kept TCU honest. They couldn't just drop back eight and just make you beat them through the air because that probably wasn't going to happen with Duffy. And you win. Well, you had some big plays from an unbelievably wide open JD on high. He, 62 he, yard touchdown. Well, that that was that was actually a, a good read on, on offense because they, they were talking about it on the on the broadcast, <clears throat> and actually was talking to Samantha about this. So TCU was in a cover two, right? So their safeties are responsible for the they split the the the, the field right in half. Yeah. Well, when you put three receivers against two defensive players, they have to make a decision, and one of them's going to be wrong. 
well, the linebacker didn't carry uh, Jaden High deep enough, although it didn't really matter because he was way behind, like High beat the linebacker in coverage. It was no, there, there was no shot there. The corners, sorry, the safeties were, were, were covering the outside guys. It was just, he split the safeties. And that's what, that's what they were showing in that uh, pregame walkthrough video clip. Like, we're going to attack the safeties. That absolutely was part of the game plan. We're going to go after their safeties. You're going to make them have to make a decision. You're going to force them to make a decision. In cover two, you throw three guys deep. One of them's going to be open. And that's what we saw. Well, and, and my friend Adam mentioned, too, when on the replay, he noticed that Jet was actually staring down the safety. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he was looking left the whole time. Yeah. He, he really sold it and, you know, made that safety commit to where Jet was looking and then made that beautiful pass to, to high. It, it's just such an, you know, to go back to what Jazz tweeted at us, it's such an unconventional win. Uh, Duffy only had 13 completions there were only 15 total because Carter had to, you know, you had your JD on high had the most receptions on the entire team with four, <laughs> four. And Keith pointed that out in our Slack chat. So, uh, hat tip to him. Cause you know, JD on high had four receptions, Wesley with three, Seth Collins with three, Basher with two. And then we had three other guys with one. All running backs. All, all three were running backs. Yeah. All three were check downs. So, or shuffle passes or whatever they were. I that we did just enough to win. Uh, Duffy made some really great throws downfield, some really scary ones. That you know there was that interception that got called back because uh, of the roughing the passer penalty where they grabbed his face mask. Mm-hmm. There was the arm punt, which I feel like was almost by design. It kind I, of I felt remember, that way. I remember like, it felt very Mahomes esque. Yeah, that felt very 2016 ish, where you know Mahomes would be pinned down third and 23, and he'd just launch it as far as he could. And... <laughs> oh, I got intercepted. Oh well, it's about where you would have yeah, punted it whatever. anyways. <laughs> right. Um, it would probably I, probably actually a lower lower risk to throw it up and possibly get intercepted than to try to punt it from the one and maybe get it blocked or have your yeah punters have Turpin run out of back. bounds or, or yeah, give the, give Turpin a, a chance at a return. Cooper Burnett, bigger win Oklahoma state or this one. I like this question. I'm not so sure yet. Uh, Oklahoma state has kind of fallen from grace a little bit. They were definitely overrated when we played them. I think most of us knew that, but I don't think any of us expected the beat down that we were going <laughs> to uh, put on in Stillwater. Uh, you know, sacking Boise State a lot doesn't mean that you're top 20 in the country. So they've they've kind of fallen from grace a little bit. Uh, and if you look on the flip side, if you look at TCU, they're three and three. Their three losses were in Arlington against Ohio State, 40 yep. to 28. They lost at Texas, and Texas is looking like they may be getting closer to being back. Yeah. Almost thirty-one to sixteen, uh, and then they lost to to Texas Tech, obviously tonight. So TCU probably a victim of their schedule. I mean, it doesn't get easier because their next game uh, is against Oklahoma. Um, they are probably a really good three and three team. They've just had a really rough start to conference. I mean, they're 
one and two. Yeah. And they may go three and four and one and three to start with it, but then they've got Kansas, Kansas State, West Virginia would be a, a difficult one, Baylor, Oklahoma State. So they could like rattle off five wins to end the season and really bounce back. You're like, well, that's not what I was expecting at all. So yeah, it, it's probably a little too early to tell. I'm liking this one because it was tonight and it was it was as had a lo- as different as the win against Oklahoma State because that game, like one, we were firing on all cylinders, man. Right, you you, you beat them on the road. You stopped their offense. I was as a second half shutout. It wasn't even close in the second half. I mean, you it never felt in question. And and Basher did go down, but really they were that offense was at full strength for the majority of that game. I think they did have a couple of one or two linemen they were subbing in and out, but it wasn't anything like like this game. Uh, man, I, I don't know. I don't know, Cooper. That's a great question. I don't know what I, – I think we should look back on that in a few weeks and see which of those wins is bigger. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards Oklahoma State just because it hadn't happened in such a long time. And you're really hoping that – they they don't tank their season. <laughs> yeah, you know you, you almost want them to. You want at least them to be, be competitive. Yeah, uh, the rest of the year to to make that right. But that if I had to pick one, despite how great I feel after this, you know, really gritty lunch pail, hard hat, <laughs> whatever other the uh, defense and rushing led Texas Tech. Like what? Yeah. Even after this win tonight, I think Oklahoma State would be the bigger one for me right now. Okay. You you mentioned it. Let's get to Brian's tweet. Four-parter. One. Ah! Yeah. Great. Agreed. Agreed. Two. What happened to Justice Parker? He just about disappeared. I've I've been asking the same thing. He he was there in a blitz and nearly sacked Robinson, but then, like, like he didn't and looked really bad. Um... And then you haven't seen him really in any kind of pass coverage. He hasn't been the the nickelback that's been Douglas Coleman. It may just be because there's so many other good cornerbacks that we're not seeing Justice Parker out there. And, you know, as much as he was effective last year in creating turnovers, um, maybe he's just more a liability and coverage than the rest of the guys. I don't know. I just know that he hasn't been playing. Uh, and when he is playing, he's not really making a name for himself. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a great answer for that either. Uh, I, I, it's not like I don't, I don't feel like he's done anything bad or has not done his job. It's just individually he doesn't seem to be involved in his, as much. Yeah. Three, scale of one to ten, how important is it to get the piecemeal O-line healthy before ISU? I'm going to go 10. <laughs> so that, yeah. that, that I, that Iowa state game, you know, you've still got some time. I think that's on the 27th. I'm pulling up the schedule right now. Yeah. It, it's on the 27th. So today's the 11th. Your next game's on the 20th uh, at home versus Kansas. And then you go on the road to Iowa state on the 27th. So 16 days, it's a little over two weeks, two and a half weeks to get that line back. Uh, you've seen, them be able to be effective rushing three, dropping eight. So you need your offensive line to be able to handle that, make, force them to bring more than just three. Uh, and when they do, um, you know, not to give up sacks or 
or, you know, big time pressure where you're throwing it into their really salty pass defense. I'm almost hesitant to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say 10 because again, if you look at the rest of the Texas tech schedule, these wins against Oklahoma state and TCU, maybe you weren't counting on them at the beginning of the season, but you've got them. You can't have a letdown against an Iowa state that looks like they've been struggling pretty hard. I mean, they're two and three, one and two in conference. Um, like you're, you're up right now. You didn't, you need to take advantage. You need to go ahead and, and, and whip Kansas. You need to whip Iowa state and get ready for that two week gauntlet of Oklahoma and Texas. In Lubbock at least, but back to back in Lubbock. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Four. Could Kansas be a trap game? I will say Kansas is better than they've looked. Yes. I think the 2.30 time helps a lot. I know people like to talk about the times probably more than it's worth. I'm one of those people. I, I think the 2.30 kickoff time is going to help us. It could be a trap game. I think Kansas's defense is pretty solid. I just don't so, know if the Iowa State game is big enough to, to have Kansas be considered a trap game. Now, you have been, you have been, you have gotten whipped the past couple of times against Iowa state. So like maybe you're focusing on them to, to kind of hold that back and not do that again, mm-hmm. but it's still Kansas, right? <laughs> or is that the, the trap game mentality? Like it's, it's Kansas. We're good. <laughs> I know. I, I think that's kind of what that's pro- probably what he's getting at there. It, I don't think they'll look at it this way. I think this team's, focused a little bit differently than they have been in the past. And like I said, I really think that 2.30 time, as silly as it sounds, I think that's going to help Tech and and help them uh, come out ready to play. So I don't think it'll be a trap game this year. Certainly but I have, felt, I have felt that way in years past. Yep. All right, Sawyer, Hope Bowman will be back soon. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the, the product you get with Duffy – is is a roller coaster. It's exciting, and then it's scratch your head like, what is he doing? What's happening? Mm-hmm. And then it's frustrating because like he's either missing open receivers, trying to scramble into into a sack or into no gain, or he throws really dumb picks. But then he breaks off like a thirty eight yard touchdown run. You're like, <laughs> dang, he's so good, <laughs> so elusive. Yeah, you, you, our, our Slack chat was, was saying all sorts of stuff uh, about how we're ready to have Bowman back right as he was taken off for that touchdown run. So pretty much echoing exactly what you just said. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at Bowman. He's got 1,600, almost 1,700 passing yards, um, and he's missed almost two full games now. Or I guess you, if you count the first quarter against Ole Miss, he's missed two full games. So he he – did 1,700 yards in four games. Really impressive. Um, 11 touchdowns. Really effective and efficient, especially when you consider he's a true freshman. You'd love to have him back. Maybe for Iowa State. We'll see if he's healthy enough for that. Uh, We've got one other question on the second tweet you sent out from Preston. And he says, or he asks, does Tech lay an egg at ISU? 
And then he says, and Kansas, question mark. So Preston, that's my brother. My oh, I get it. Brother of, re- of, of 23 personnel host Spencer I, here. I retweeted um, him and said no. <laughs> <laughs> well, so his first question is Texas back. Oh, no, well. no, no, no. Well, maybe. Where are we? Are we sure? They play Baylor, so it'll be hard to tell one way or the other this weekend. Yeah, we we may have to postpone the is Texas back certainty level until uh, another couple weeks. And then talk about like trap game. He's immediately asking about Iowa State. Right. Got to got to stay focused. Got to beat Kansas first. And and you need to you need to see how your defense does. Are you sorry? Your offense does. I mean, if you get if you get uh, Duffy back, you just hope that his running threat is enough to keep Iowa State a little more honest. If you've got Bowman, you hope he can pick him apart a little bit better than than you've seen in the past. But I mean, you saw Nick Shimnek struggle against it. Patrick Mahomes struggled against it. Let's uh let's get through Kansas first. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Let's 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 do that. Do do do. I think we're I think we're caught up on our tweets. Finally, good job, it only everybody. took us forty minutes. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah. If if um if you will, I don't know. I, I don't know how I was gonna say that. Like, be patient. Let's go through some of these stats one more time. You had two hundred two okay. total passing yards on the night. Um, that's a pedestrian half for you most weeks. <laughs> But to Jazz's point, this was a very unconventional win. You had 151 rushing yards. Uh, You had three kneel downs. And then McLean Carter lost you eight yards. So you lost 23 yards. You finished with 174 net yards. Your leading passers, uh, sorry, leading receivers, you said, Antoine Wesley had three catches for 82 yards, an average of 27 yards a catch. Jadon High had the team high in receptions at four for 78 yards at almost 20 yards a catch. You had one passing touchdown tonight, one rushing touchdown tonight. You threw one interception, lost to zero fumbles, and you caught two interceptions. You forced two interceptions. This is not a typical Texas Tech game. Um, One of the, I guess, national preview writers I saw today, I think Jason Kirk, I'm a subscriber to his, like his email newsletter. Mm-hmm. It was like he was previewing the Thursday night slate of games, and it's like the other game tonight was Texas State and Georgia Southern, or whatever. He's like, "There's that, but there's also this Texas Tech TCU game." He's like, "I bet there will be points." Well, sure, there yeah. were some points. There were some points. <laughs> there were 31. Let me remind you, the over/under for this game was 61 and a half. <laughs> Your boy took the under and yeah, won big, slight, slightly on the under. I also said Texas Tech would cover. Obviously, that, that would mean they won because they were picked to lose by between seven and eight and a half. I think was where we, where we saw it. I think it was seven and a half yesterday. I'd I'd like to point out a couple other stats in favor of our defense. Uh, Let's do it. You know the the defensive side of the ball has struggled with defending the run, and tonight was an exception to that. And probably the majority of the season, really. But uh, Texas Tech defense allowed 121 yards on 32 carries. And that's good for a whopping 3.8 yards per carry. They 
allowed 290 yards receiving. That's a little bit higher than probably what you'd want, especially when the average of that for each reception is 11.2 yards. So when they were able to get the ball out, they did move it downfield pretty well. Uh, but I mean, you look at total offense, they allowed 400 and I think 40 yards of total offense. And the yeah, time, the time was 11. Yeah. 411. And the time of possession was almost exactly identical. So this defense came out there, they picked up three turnovers and you know, only allowed 121 yards on the ground. This was this was a stifling defense. And D- TCU, unlike Tech, you know, TCU was handed some pretty good field position here and there, and they were just un- unable to capitalize on it yep. because of this defense. Mm-hmm. Let's look at some of those team stats you're bringing up. Um, third down efficiency, you, you both were bad. So, like, you had a slight advantage over TCU there. You both converted five third downs. You were five of 15. They were five of 17. So not, Ooh. not great. Um, fourth down efficiency. You were over one. They were one for three. You, you committed 12 penalties. Now that's we, bad, but for only 89 yards, which means that most of them were, well, you know, four of them were from, Four of them were from the center. Bailey Smith, Smith, and those were all five-yard penalties. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, TCU had eight penalties for 63 yards. So if you had taken out those four penalties from Bailey Smith, you would have been, what's that, uh, eight for 69? Nice. Yeah, it would have been about <laughs> the same. It would have been a very nice, similar number. Sorry. Um, yeah, and then... And then uh, you know, with everything else being equal, like the time of uh, possession, your third down efficiency, yards were fairly close. There weren't like a whole lot of big explosive plays. I mean, the the biggest things were you had more penalties, but you forced more turnovers. Um, you finally see that you, your turnovers are coming back, or they came back for one game, and you won the game. Yep. You won the game. Enjoy this one tomorrow, everybody. Yeah, especially you guys in Fort Worth, because I have enough friends in that area that whoever's winning the most, uh, that's the color you see the most around Fort Worth, be it purple or burnt orange or green or whatever it is. So wear your tech stuff. Wash that shirt you wore today to work. Just wash it or don't wash (laughs) it. Sleep in it. Sleep in it and wear it again tomorrow to work. Uh, fly a flag on your car if you've got it to do everything you can to let the the other folks in Cowtown remember that they uh that they lost last time now to to be fair I was going to make a comment about the the attendance of the game early on they were doing some stadium shots and it looked sparse but yeah to their credit towards the end of that game that stadium filled out I mean, it looked almost full towards the second half. Um, well, and the announcers mentioned it too, and I think they're right. I don't, I'm not, because I, I think the same thing would be in Lubbock. You know, these Thursday night games, six thirty kickoff. That's it's probably especially, difficult, to especially get to in the, the Metroplex. <laughs> yeah, sure. Especially in Fort Worth, that's kind of hard to make that kick. 
uh, if you work in Dallas or Burleson or, you know, Plano or something, it's going to take you a while to get there. So in Lubbock, you know, it may not be quite as bad for a 630 kick, but even Lubbock, you'd, you'd have people straggling in kind of late. So I, I, as much as I like to give TCU attendance woes uh, their due whenever I can, I, I think I think that had a lot to do with it. So one more question. It wasn't directed to us specifically, but there was a question I saw on Twitter I wanted to pose to you and see if you had any any thoughts. 17 points. Is that the lowest point output in a win for Tech in a decade or more? Well, oddly enough, the last time I remember less than that was against TCU. I think it was – or did we lose that game? You had a, Actually, uh, a 20-10 no, to 10 game. game. Um, now you, you scored was, three points last I was thinking the Graham Harrell game where it was all field goals. Yeah, it was nine to six or nine three or twelve six, and I but I can't remember if but Tech won that, that or not. Mm-hmm. No, you, you yeah. lost that one. Um, and this might be up there. In a win, it's got to be pretty close, if not one of the the lowest ones you've had for quite some time, because Texas Tech typically scores more than seventeen points. Yeah, and they or typically when they, allow allow or, more than seventeen. Yeah, on the flip side, if you you know if you're scoring seventeen points, you're losing those games. So. Yeah, that's a great question. We we may have to dive into that for the uh, the podcast next week. Absolutely. So we're going to go celebrate tomorrow. We're going out to lunch to the aptly named Jones Cafe. Like, I'm excited about that one. Me too. They have bacon wrapped hot dogs, y'all. We're going to have some of that. They have bacon wrapped everything. It looks like. Yeah, I think they have bacon wrapped fried cheese, but I don't know if that's a special or not. If it's if it's on the menu, it's it's going to happen. And I'll probably have to take the afternoon off just. I just will not be able to function. Yep. All right, everybody. You win the game 17-14. Move to 4-2 and two on the season, 2-1 and one in conference. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm your host, Spencer. We'll see you next week.